the Big Sister Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Big Sister Podcast. We're super excited to be here today. This is Allie and I'm going to kind of take the lead on this discussion. And today we are talking about how to disagree and still be friends. And this is super relevant right now because of everything that's happening um, in our world. And so even though this won't come out for a few weeks, I think it'll still be super relevant to everything that's going on. So, to start out, um, first of all, I'll just give you kind of a little background about maybe why I'm slightly qualified to talk about this. And I don't know that any of us are experts, but I feel like we have learned a lot um, by just practicing this in our own lives. So, I have lots of opinions, and I'm really, really blunt, and that's been a problem previously. (laughs) in like in interactions with people because when um I would just kind of like bull in a china shop in conversations I just wanted to get my point across I I wasn't good at listening I would just say everything that I was thinking which is fine um except for when you're super blunt that comes across really rude okay so I ended up like hurting people's feelings and nobody wanted to discuss things with me because really I wasn't there for a discussion. I wanted to make my point. So something I learned, um, actually Andy, my husband is really good at this and he kind of helped me see that there was an area I could improve, uh, in my life, which was (laughs) diplomatic discussions, um, especially about topics I'm passionate about. So Agriculture is my education and my passion, and there's a lot of things that people worry about with agriculture, um, like GMOs or pesticide use, just all kinds of things like that. And so I realized that if I wanted to actually teach people about this, I needed to learn how to communicate better. So over the last few years, I've practiced this a whole lot, and I have kind of a process I follow when I'm entering into these discussions that I think maybe could get a little bit heated um, just based on the topic. So I'm going to go through my process um, and then we'll all kind of just talk about our experiences with this and and tips that we have. So I'm going to just use an example because that'll help it kind of come to life for you. So let's say I'm talking to a woman named Anne and she is very concerned about GMO foods. So um, my number one goal when I'm starting these conversations is to humanize them. Nothing is worse than 
entering a conversation and leaving a conversation and not feeling like you had a human experience. And this goes for online as well as in person. So number one thing you want to do is listen. So listen to the person, share their point of view. And and don't just be quiet and be planning your agenda of what you're going to say in your head. Really listen to them. So once this woman, Anne, will pretend, has finished talking, I'll say something like, Anne, I hear you. It sounds like you are a great mom who only wants what's best for her kids and your number one goal is to keep them healthy. So right there, I let her know I heard her and I let her know that I know her intentions are positive and wonderful because most of the time people's are, right? Like very rarely do people have just awful intentions. <laughs> I mean, that's why they're passionate about something, right? Because they're trying to figure it out and it affects people they care about. So um, the next thing I would do is I would just make one really simple point. You don't wanna like give a TED talk about this topic because the person will just tune out. So you just want to make one really simple point. So I would say something like, listen, I know it can be super hard to figure out what's true online and what isn't. I have some great factual resources about GMOs. I'd be happy to share with you if you're interested in reading them. And then I would address her specific concern, whatever that is. And then I would ask a question so that we can keep the dialogue going. Something like, does that help? Did that make sense? I'm happy to talk more if you'd like to. And then if she wants to, we can continue the conversation. And I realized that my goal in these conversations is never to convince them to come over to my side because that's not going to happen in a conversation. Mm -hmm. And the goal of my conversations is to have a good, positive human interaction about a hard topic because that builds a lot of trust in that relationship and that way you know depending on what the topic is you can either talk about it again and have a really good discussion and still be friends or maybe they can come to see your point of view and you can see their point of view um whatever the end goal is I don't think agreeing needs to be the outcome I think if you realize you can only control yourself and your own actions, and if you just let go of that desire to control the conversation and control what other people think and feel, it'll, you'll just have much better conversations. So like forcing just never works well. So yeah. once the conversation is kind of done, I would wrap up by circling back to her main point and her main concern. So I would say something like, Anne, thank you so much for talking with me about GMOs. I can know, I know it can be kind of uh, a hard thing to talk about because there's so many feelings, but it was really good to get to know you a little bit and I understand how much you care about your family. I'm always happy to discuss this further if you'd like to. So that's kind of my process. Like I said, I do the same thing online as well as in person, but my number one goal is always to just humanize the interaction. And one way that I keep myself in check especially when I'm doing this online, is I never, ever, 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 ever post when I'm feeling an extreme emotion. So whether like extreme happy, extreme sad, extreme mad, extreme excited, because emotions are great, but they do cloud your rational thinking. And I feel like to have one of these conversations, you really need to be able 
to think through what the other person is saying, hear them, and then really think through your response. I want to kind of speak to recognizing when you're not listening. Just as you were speaking, I remembered I had a conversation for one of my communications classes with multiple people about my own listening. And that was really a good learning experience for me because I think it was actually Jared. I had to call him and interview him about my communication. And he's like, you know what? Sometimes you steamroll people. Like, <laughs> you... He's like, and, and it's okay, you know, but, but it's not okay. But anyways, and, and what I tend to do, and I think this is a common thing. I don't know if it's for women specifically, but I notice it mostly among women where if you disagree, instead of coming out right and saying that you disagree, you'll just keep bringing up your point in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's something that I would do. Like, say everyone wanted to go to McDonald's, but I don't feel like eating at McDonald's, and I really want to go eat at Chick-fil-A. I would just keep, like, bringing up how we should go to Chick-fil-A instead of outright saying, I don't want to go to McDonald's. <clears throat> you know, and this is a, that's not that big of a deal. But I think that those little things are the seeds for greater conversations and more important and significant topics. So that's one check, I guess, that you can try and look for is, am I bringing up my point outright or am I kind of circling around it and trying to get what I want instead of just telling Mm -hmm. people, hey, I don't want to do this or I don't agree with this and this is how I really think and feel. Yeah, love that. Yeah. And on that note... um, like you said, like as women, I feel like we we definitely do that. We kind of beat around the bush a lot. And I don't know why we can't just like come in and say just like, I don't want to go to McDonald's. Like I'm not feeling it today. McChicken, I don't want it. Sorry. Like Chick-fil-A sounds so much better. Instead of doing that, we, we totally beat around the bush. And I think that has to do with like, at least for me, I always think of, like, the worst possible outcomes. <laughs> yes. Like, somebody just being like, what is wrong with you? Are you insane? How could you not want McDonald's? And then having to, like, defend myself, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know. I just really wanted some Chick-fil-A nuggets today. I, I don't know. So I always think of, like, the worst possible outcome. And I know it's just, it's totally out in the left field. And it's not going to happen. But I do that every single time. And I don't know if that stems from just, like, like confidence if you have to have that level of constant confidence to just be able to state like you know I'm I don't want to do that it's not really what I am feeling right now you know but I I can totally see where you're coming from on that yeah definitely and I was funny I was talking to dad before this a little bit about um our topic because it was quiet at the dinner table and I wanted something to talk about (laughs) (laughs) and so I brought it up with him um and he talked about um his friend Stevie how they disagree all the time but they're still friends and even with mom how like sometimes they disagree but they're still friends and um one thing he said that I thought was really true and interesting was that everything comes from trust and understanding and so I think it's harder for us to express those opinions and disagree outright when we don't have that level of trust and understanding with people. But I really like the example that Allie used when she went through her process because she's kind of building up that trust and helping the person understand and feel understood at the same time so that when when they disagree, 
they still have that good relationship to go off of because they've already built that trust and understanding of one another. Yeah, that's so important. And I think what's really cool about that is if we were able to humanize every interaction, then we would have world peace, you know? It's <laughs> true. <laughs> understand it's that true. people are all people. Well, and the thing that always gets me the most upset is just seeing so much hate and contention online because it's so easy to dehumanize those interactions because all you see is the person's avatar and what they're saying. You're not looking into somebody's eyes and talking to them. And so that's another reason that I only enter into these conversations or post something when I'm in a really like even toned, calm place because that helps me remember like, okay, maybe this person sees my post, they make a like mean comment about it <clears throat> because they disagree, not because they're being a troll, but because they genuinely disagree. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they had the worst day ever and that was like the first thing they saw. Maybe a loved one is in the hospital. Maybe they're just tired. Maybe they had a flat, like, I don't know what the situation is, but they're a person Mm -hmm. with a whole life and they had a whole day today, just like I had a whole day today. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you, you can't expect everybody to be at their best self, especially when they're posting online. And so it's just so, so important to remember, like when somebody says something that comes across a certain way also that's a whole nother conversation when reading comments online (laughs) Um, (laughs) if it comes across a certain way you it's so important just to do those same steps like wow I hear you it sounds like you're so passionate about this I love that you're a person with so many interests and passions I'd love to discuss this with you if you feel like you're in a place to do that so just remember that people are actual people and <laughs> that they have lives and that will help you so much to humanize those kinds of interactions and I think to remember that like diversity is awesome like in my work with agriculture my goal is not to convince everybody to believe the things that I believe about food or the things that are proven scientifically about food and how we grow it my goal is that everybody feels comfortable with their own choices and doesn't feel the need to have everybody else conform to what they think, mm-hmm. right? Because like our ultimate freedom is our ability to choose and be different. So I don't understand this obsession with I'm right and you're wrong and it has to be this way and not that way. Like there's so much room in the middle if we can all just be okay with being different yeah with like keeping an open mind especially on topics where people can have such a strong opinion and you can too like you have to keep an open mind and try to at least see their side you don't have to accept it even if they're trying to convince you of it you have to keep an open mind and understand where they're coming from well imagine if that kind of mindset existed better or more fully in more families because I feel like a lot of the time that's a hard thing for families. And then people feel alienated within their own home sometimes because they don't see things the same way. And and I think that we need to be more understanding of that 
and realize that we can coexist, I guess. But I, I think I, I wanted to also talk about like the other end of the spectrum. Uh, when you are having tough conversations with somebody that you're really close to, that you love and care about, you know, like a spouse or a boyfriend or a brother or sister, I think that can be more challenging, a lot more challenging, because for me, I I tend to internalize their feelings really quickly. So if they're upset, then I feel feel bad or guilty, and or other people's feelings. That doesn't mean that I can be a jerk, but I'm not responsible for other people's feelings. Yeah, that's true. That's something I feel like I have a hard time with a lot of the time because I just want everyone to be happy and everyone to be like peaceful and calm. And so um, that's definitely something that I feel like I struggle with. I'm not very good at disagreeing. Um, For that very reason, I tend to just avoid it a lot of the times. Like if I don't agree with someone or something is making me uncomfortable, I just leave. Um, Whether it's online or in person, if someone makes me angry or upset in person, I just don't talk to them. And I tend to avoid the problem (laughs) instead of having that conversation that could probably better our relationship and create more respect and trust between us. I I just avoid it instead. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's honestly all about the presentation of it, you know, all about how you um, word it and your attitude about it. Um, And you just have to be very cautious of that the entire time, you know, before you even like jump into something. um, If it's like a heated argument, you really need to take your time to think about what you're going to say because it can turn bad really quick, Um, especially with like friends and like family members. The the harder ones, the harder arguments, you really have to be cautious of how you say it. Yeah, I agree. I think the way that I like to approach those conversations is I try to get in the mindset of obviously this is someone who you're going to be close with, right? So you're going to see them often. Like it doesn't have to be resolved in one conversation, right? Like think of it like stepping stones across a pond or something. Like you might just make one stepping stone and maybe that's just listening to their point of view. And if that's all you feel like you can do, then I would just say that like, wow, I really love listening to what you had to say. This is something that I'm going to have to think about, but I'd love to continue talking about this with you. I think that's really good. Just, I think there are some issues and things that may never be resolved. There are some points that you will never agree on and that doesn't, yeah, that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Like you can still talk. I I feel like sometimes we enter into these conversation conversations like wanting resolution of some kind, but sometimes that's never going to happen, and that's okay. Like even if it is with mm-hmm. your spouse, like I will yeah. just never think that Twinkies are delicious. I just won't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Andy loves them, so that's. I mean, obviously, I'm making a joke, but. It's the same principle, right? Like, sometimes you're just never going to think and feel the same way, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your relationship. 
I would say it probably means there's something right with your relationship because you're not the same person. And yeah, if 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 you are the same person, then somebody's lying. Yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Emma, can you talk a little bit more about how you make sure that you're not um, like placing blame during the conversation? Okay. Um, so placing the blame on somebody when you are not even in in an argument really, but just discussing a topic where you don't necessarily agree. I think it's, it's really easy to kind of point the finger and say like, oh no, you're wrong. Obviously I'm right. But you have to realize like everybody's opinions and viewpoints matter. They have value, even if you don't necessarily agree with it it really resonates with them and you have to understand that while you're talking to them. Um, but like I said, yeah, it's really easy to place the blame on somebody and tell them like, you're making me feel this way. You're making me angry. I know I'm very upset about this. I'm very passionate about this and this has taken a wrong turn, but you're the one that has brought it to this, you know? Um, you really have to be cautious of your feelings and you have to I don't know, you have to just be mindful of them as you're talking because it's really easy to get so worked up um, in a discussion where you don't agree. It's very easy to do that. Um, and you have to just realize you are the only one that control your feel- that can control your feelings, right? That other person doesn't control it. They might say things that trigger you, but in the long run, you're the only one that can um, decide how you react to it. And you, you just have to be mindful of that while you're discussing it. I love that. I think that's super important. Um, I, I worked, (laughs) I worked for the university in the like girl housing and we had to practice saying (laughs) I statements, (laughs) like for me, for mediating conflict, we had to practice like, I feel this way when you do this. Like we had to literally practice that because (laughs) it's so important. Yes. Funny story. My grandma. So I don't know. She's her and my grandpa have done like some marriage counseling. Um, They've been counselors to young married people that are trying to figure out how to argue or disagree in a positive way (laughs) so that's that's been something that has been taught in my family since I was little I remember when I was like five maybe even four I was getting in arguments with my siblings and just saying you 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 they're the ones that did this and my mom would be like no say I feel like this because I and I just that's awesome (laughs) and as a five-year-old I was so frustrated but now I'm like oh that's it's such a good viewpoint it really is yeah that's super valuable Mm -hmm. I love that so I learned about I statements in a health class in high school and my parents were in the middle of an argument (laughs) and I was sitting at the table doing homework and I was like I think you guys need to use I statements because you're only using (laughs) I'm sure they love that (laughs) yeah my dad laughed a little bit and then told me to go to my room Let me finish this argument how I want. (laughs) That's so great. Um, Okay, Sammy, how are you feeling about all of this? As probably, you're probably the one out of all four of us that 
dislikes conflict the most, I feel like just because your natural personality is very like pleasant and <laughs> you love when people are happy and you love to make them happy. <laughs> so how are you feeling? I'm just I'm just sitting back and learning a lot, which is good. Um, because like you said, I don't particularly like conflict I mean I don't know do people normally like conflict is that a thing that some people enjoy no but (laughs) maybe some people really like it I might I don't know (laughs) but no I've been I've been learning a lot I think just one question I have is how how can I know when something is like worth disagreeing about if that makes sense like if it's worth like taking like bringing up my opinion or if I should just kind of like let it go whether or not it's important enough I guess yeah that's a good question so maybe I'll share and then we can all kind of share opinions yeah sure so usually I first inventory how I'm feeling like do I have the emotional and mental energy to devote to this conversation and have it be a positive experience for everybody Um, If the answer to that is no, maybe I'll take a rain check and be like, you know, this is something I actually really care about, but I just don't know that I'm ready to talk about it right now. I'm just, you know, feeling tired or whatever. You don't even have to say anything depending on the, where, how the conversation is happening. Another thing is I ask myself, is this person like in a teachable place? Are they... Are they genuinely wanting to have a discussion or are they wanting to have a fight? And if they're wanting to have a fight, I'm never going to enter the conversation. Unless unless it's something that I'm doing with my social media because that's kind of my job. Um, if it's just like a conversation with maybe like a friend posts something on Facebook and I'm like, mm, should I say something and disagree? I kind of try to judge where they're coming from. And if they're wanting to learn, I'll offer, you know, just a few short sentences of my opinion. Again, validate them just like that same pattern. But if not, I just don't worry about it. Because if the person is wanting to fight, you're no matter what you do, you're never going to be able to humanize the interaction and build trust, which are the two most important steps to having a productive discussion, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it can be a dangerous territory because I struggle with that too and I default to not saying anything in certain relationships, right? So that would surprise people, I think, because most people would be like, what? You always say what you think. But like in relationships, and it depends on who I'm talking to. And I think in certain relationships, I default to just not saying anything. I'm like, oh, it's not that important. It's not that important. But the thing is, is the more you do that, then the more you are kind of telling yourself that your voice isn't important. Like online, I don't think it is as much. But like in personal relationships, that's kind of been my experience is I've just been like, oh, it it doesn't matter that much. It doesn't matter that much. It doesn't matter that much. And then it got to a point where I just didn't say anything because I've communicated to myself that my voice doesn't matter as much as other people's. So I think it's important if it matters to you that you say something. And I think that Allie gave really good advice. You know, if they want to fight, you can take a rain check. But it can also sometimes be hard to bring it up later. So I think if it matters to you, 
you can say something and just so that you are communicating to yourself that your voice is important and that you matter. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Because I think that's really true is like, um, it is important what each one of us thinks individually, you know, and we should be able to express that. Um, even if we might not feel like it's a good idea or that we should, but sometimes that's just kind of our own self pushing it down instead of something that actually would happen in the situation, if that makes sense. Like it wouldn't actually be that big of a deal if I shared what I thought, but my brain just kind of pushes it to the back because I'm like, it's not important. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Well, and if you're not saying anything because you're worried that they'll think you're silly or they'll think you're dumb or you shouldn't be emotional about it, that to me now is like, I need to say something because it it matters to me. And if, if I'm not saying it because, oh, I don't want to seem dumb or I don't want to seem silly, like, well, it doesn't matter because it's important to me, obviously, because it's affecting me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I learned mm-hmm. that from Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wise man. Well, we were just having a conversation and he was like, well, if it matters to this person, then it matters. And I was like, oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I, have a, I have a funny um, little story. Yes, share so, away. <laughs> so today, so really, Joe and I, like, really, we never, like, fight or really argue about anything. And if we do, it's like, just like little things. I mean, we've been married for a year, right? Like it's, we're still having a lot of fun, but every time we buy bananas, okay, (laughs) this is going to be good. I, (laughs) I like to hang them up. We have like a fruit bowl that has like the little hanger up there, right? Cause I don't like the bananas to get bruised. He likes to pull each of them apart and lay them on top of each other in our little fruit bowl. And yeah I know such a Jojo thing to do I know yes he just likes because he's very OCD he likes just the look of it and (laughs) I've never said anything before but every time we buy bananas and he does it I just sit there and stare at him and I'm just like (sighs) (laughs) I can't handle this I can't so today I marched in the room and I was like if you do that to my bananas one more time like I'm going to kill you (laughs) they will bruise on the bottom they will and he was like what I was like the ones that are on the bottom they've got more weight on the top and because you put the bananas on top of them and they will bruise over time because they get more fragile over time and he was like oh yeah I didn't even I didn't even think that he thought it was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) I was really peeved by it but today I finally decided that I was going to say something about it. See, so, you realized you know, you, that it was important to you. Yes. And you expressed your opinion and facts to back it up. Good job. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And it You followed well. the model. So, yeah. you know, you just, you have to either build up the confidence for it like I did. Because I was like, oh, he's going to think I'm so weird once I say this. But, I mean, he's fine now. You, you got to build up the confidence for it and you got to pick your battles. Yeah. You really do. It's true. Jacob and I actually do a meeting once a week where we, uh, it's compliments and concerns. So we compliment each other. <laughs> oh, cute. First. I like that. And then I we, like that. we bring up one concern. And like for the longest time, I feel like Jacob didn't really have anything 
And I was like always having things and having to like just pick one. <laughs> so I felt really bad. Okay, that is horrible. And that that definitely that definitely shows that I have more to work on than he does. But anyway, that's, yeah. I feel like that would parallel so, my relationship if we did that. <laughs> yeah. And so he um I think his is always really little stuff like can you please just, like, put away your curling irons? They're all over the bathroom. <laughs> or, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really could do that. Like, that's not that hard. Or, like, the latest one I think is I'm just, I need to shut the closet doors in our bathroom because <laughs> he runs into them at night. And stuff. <laughs> so they're always small, but, I mean, not always. For him, they're usually small, but I don't know. It's just a fun, it's kind of a safe space that we've created to, I love that. to talk about things. I love that. I like that. Yeah. I think that's an important thing maybe we can just focus on while we're wrapping up is as you really practice this, and believe me, I went from like being very vocal and rude in conversations, like, and I feel like I'm pretty diplomatic now when I have these conversations, yeah. but still, I still yeah. try to be confident, but diplomatic. Um, I think as you practice that, people will start to recognize that about you and they feel a lot more comfortable speaking with you and, and you are able to kind of create those safe zones more, which I think is really, really important because like you never, you never know. I am always shocked at the messages I get through my Instagram account. Just like, I just want to be like, do you? Like, is there no one else in your life that you can, ha like, have this conversation with? And I'm happy to have them. But at the same time, I'm like, you feel safe enough with me, a stranger you've met on social media. Like, why do you not have somebody you feel safe enough with in your own life to talk with this about? Right? And, I like, I'm totally happy to, to talk with people. I just am so sad that, like, not more people have these safe places that they can have these tough conversations and ask these questions. So yeah. I also think that's one of our main goals with this podcast is just kind of to create another safe space online where people can come yeah. and, and ask questions. So I hope you guys all enjoyed this conversation. I think we had a ton of fun talking about this topic, how to disagree and still be friends. Hopefully um, there's some good takeaways for you. And our challenge for you this week is to listen I find one person who maybe is a little different than you and listen without an agenda, try really hard to humanize the conversation and enter into really genuine, heartfelt discussions. Um, always remember when you're having any kind of discussion that it's super important to wrap up with kindness and humanity. And remember to check out the show notes. Um, we'll have a couple of book recommendations that really help us with this topic as well as links to all our socials and hopefully in the future some fun merchandise you guys can buy.